welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com, episode 142, The Witchfinders. My name is John, and joining me, as he does every week, is my agent of Satan, Taylor. Hello. Why, hello. <laughs> I'm I sorry. I had to do on it. the microphone and steeple my fingers. Is it Satan? <laughs> Goodness. Hey, you know what? I, I can't complain. I'm, I'm, I've also been watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix and really enjoying wow. it. I'm, I'm okay being an agent of Satan in this case. There you go. How are Especially you? Especially if it following Michelle Gomez. Yes. I'm cool with that. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I got to watch yes, that. Yes, I'm good. Good. How was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was huge. We had uh, my family over. We had Amber's family over. This house actually can hold 13 people. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was good and uh, lots of fun and, you know, the warmth of family. Perfect. Yeah. How about you? Oh, boy. Um, you traveled, right? Yes, I did travel. Wednesday, I got off early from work. I uh, drove straight to go pick up uh, Lauren in Fremont, mm-hmm. uh, and then we drove to Rockland after that. And uh, goodness, that was a at least a ten hour travel Ooh, day. Lordy, Wednesday evening, yeah, f- just the Fremont to Rockland part alone. You know, I will say Fremont. To, the only traffic I hit was basically by myself um, when I was just by myself coming out of L.A obviously, Mm -hmm. and then coming into Gilroy. Okay, sure. Those are the only two huge pockets of traffic I hit. Everything else was fine, yes. God, what time did you hit Fremont? We stopped for dinner. I think I got to Fremont at 6.40? Wow, okay, really? It wasn't that bad going east out of there, huh? No, no, it wasn't. It was not, but um, yeah. Um, coming back was was a bear. We 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 left. I mean, my sister's new house is is gorgeous. It's amazing. It looks so Mm -hmm. nice. Um, that whole area is just very nice. Um, I actually um, we hung out with friends of the show, Allison and Dom. Oh, how are they? They're doing great. Uh, we hung out with them for a good amount of time on Saturday. Uh, we got some, apparently they're huge into karaoke. Okay. Like huge into it. They have lights and everything, Taylor, and a monitor so you can hear yourself. Like in their house? Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, but the drive back was, was something else, man. I didn't get back. I think I, I left at nine. We left Rockland at nine. Um, and I mean, oof, boy, um, I, I had to drop Lauren off in Sunnyvale cause that's where okay. she is right now for work. Yep. So yep. dropped her off at Sunnyvale and then I made the trek all the way back. Um, I stopped once and I got home at eight fifty. Oof. Yeah, man. It was rough coming back. It boy, was boy. rough coming back. That, that is for sure. Like... But other than that, it was a lot of fun. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. Good times. Uh, my sister has been listening to the podcast. Uh, hello. When, hello, sister. Uh, when she goes to <laughs> drop off my niece, 
at preschool, it's a it's a longer drive than it used to be. Sure. So she uh, gets to listen to us on the radio. Excellent. And she is uh, quite enjoying this season. She did give me uh, a little crap because she's like, oh, you liked those episodes? I thought that was very funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> cause she, I, oh, and we watched Kerblam with her. Nice. Because she had not seen it, so we, we okay. rewatched that. But our, our main hope was, and this will be in the Who News hope. Yes, it will be in the Who News, and I'll just dump into this. I'm going to skip a bunch. Sorry, Taylor. Okay. Uh, our hope was to actually watch the Witchfinders. Uh, how many days early? Four? Five? God, it was, yeah, it was something like four, four and a half, five days early. So apparently Amazon uh, accidentally <laughs> streamed the Witchfinders. Um about four days early, uh, people went to go rewatch Kerblam, and they went, "This is the Witchfinders. What is happening?" Exactly. Um, so it, it, a whole big mess. Um, I think friend of the show, um, Mike Soko, had the best tweet, and I can't. It went kind of viral, but I cannot find it right now. Where um, it was like Doctor Who, we're gonna make fun of you. We're gonna make fun of Amazon. Amazon, we're gonna leak your new episode. Yeah, pretty much. And I very think even good. the Gizmodo article that we'll have linked in the show notes has that effectively <laughs> as their idea. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So, I mean, goodness. And, and, and apparently it looks like if you had the captions on, it was the captions for Kerblam, but it was the video of the Witchfinders. Oh. Which is interesting. even more crazy. Yeah, that is... Somebody <laughs> hit a button. Yes. But unfortunately, we did not get to uh, to watch it because we were too late. But we did watch. We did enjoy watching Kerblam again. So nice. <clears throat> All right, I will let you take over for who news. It oh no, seemed, that's seemed like a good no segue. Problem. Yeah, no, it's a great segue. Excellent. So this, uh, I guess now second piece of news. I'm I'm actually really excited about this. is This is one of those stories that I've heard about in legend, kind of on the same level of Shada. Um, but. A long time ago, Tom Baker and Ian Martyr had an idea for a Doctor Who movie that they wanted to do. Oh. Um, Yes. And uh, they came up with the idea. They kind of had written a bit of a script, and um, they just never managed to get it funded. Um, The script itself was thought lost until a copy was discovered in 2006 at the British Film Institute, where it had been donated by former producer John Nathan Turner before his death in 2002. So it's been adapted into a book by James Goss, who's previously done some Fourth Doctor novelizations that were penned by Douglas Adams. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, if you look at the cover, it actually says Tom Baker. Yes. Uh, It's called Scratch Man. Um, which is, if you don't know, another name for the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited for this. I want a copy of this, and I might just have to get both the physical copy and the audiobook because the audiobook is read by Tom Baker. Oh, perfect! And I just can't get enough of that man's voice. So, no. um, yeah. Is this um okay? I, I'm I'm uh, doing a little, little research as I tend to do. I'm yeah, trying. It's to... coming out 24th of January, mm-hmm. 2019. So it won't be available for Christmas. But so 
it's a hun- it's 480 minutes. Wow. So, I mean, what I want to know is how many pages that is. If it's a page, what do they say, a page a minute? Well, that's for script writing. Though. Oh, yes, that's true. That's true. Wow, 480 minutes. Somebody divide that by 60. What does that work out to? Eight hours. Wow. Okay. Okay. So not bad. I mean, the, the Expanse book that I'm listening to on Audible is about 20 hours. Okay. I just want to know how many pages it is. But yeah, this is very interesting. I oh, yeah. I had never heard of this. Really? No. Oh, yeah. This was one of those things that, you know, was always kind of like off in the background. I just, I, I don't remember where I first heard about it, quite honestly. <clears throat> um, but I, I do remember stories of... You know, and and that's probably where I heard about it. It was is you know, oh, when are we having a Doctor Who movie? Oh, did you know that back in the seventies, Doctor Who meets the Scratch Man? Yes. Oh, and they give you there is a plot summary. Look at that. There is. I didn't know this. There is. Would you like to hear it? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so the Doctor Harry and Sarah Jane Smith arrive at a remote Scottish island when their holiday is cut short by the appearance of strange creatures, hideous scarecrows preying on the local population. The islanders are living in fear, and the Doctor vows to save them all. Sounds familiar, right? But it doesn't go to plan. The time travelers have fallen into a trap, and Scratch Man is coming for them. With the fate of the universe hanging in the balance, as often it does, the Doctor must battle an ancient force from another dimension, one who claims to be the devil. Scratch Man wants to know what the Doctor is most afraid of, and the Doctor's worst nightmares are coming out to play. This is insane. I'm looking at this like... How far did they get into planning this? Um, in terms of story? This might be a fan-made poster is what I think. It's what I think it is. Yeah, because there's like a poster. Oh. And there's oh. character designs. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is something else. There's a big old... On TARDIS Wikia, there's a huge... It basically tells you the entire story. Oh, I didn't even think to look at TARDIS Wiki for yeah, Scratch Man. It's a whole I was big too busy thing. doing other stuff today. It was a planned movie. Yeah. I, I mean, how far did it get? That's what I want to know. The finale. Do you want to know the finale? The final scene? Uh, what? Spoilers. All right, I won't tell you. I'll look it up later. I mean, you're going to look at this, so it's... Oh, I'm going to look at this. Yeah. I'm thinking of, of, of the dozens and dozens of listeners we have. Yes. All right, I won't say anything. But this <laughs> seems like a crazy bonkers story but that good that's the best kind those are always the best kind yeah well folks we've got a lot of big finish news for you this week yeah a whole lot a slew um yes a veritable slew (laughs) of big finish news first off coming in april may and june of 2019 uh are going to be three seventh doctor stories in which he is joined by jessica martin who will be reprising her role as mags from greater show in the galaxy yes this i am very excited for there we go uh, jessica martin was a an absolute delight to have met at gallifrey one last year um or i guess earlier this year anyway <clears throat> And she's she's done work for Titan Comics. Uh, now she's a bit of an illustrator. Um, and so to bring her back as a character via Big Finish, this is this is neat. Yes, this very, is very cool. I mean, we, we loved her in Greatest Show in the Galaxy. We loved the character of Mags. Um, so we will be treated next year to the Monsters of Gokroth 
an alien werewolf in London, and Ooh. the moons of Volpana. Well, all right then. We're gonna have to yeah. check those out for sure. Oh, the the list of stuff that I'm starting to want from Big Finish is is getting a little large, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to find some money soon. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, we're gonna have to maybe in 2019 we're gonna have to review dive, in, dive into some Big Finish here. Oh, definitely. I mean, depending on how long this uh, wilderness year is, wilderness wilderness months. Wilderness (laughs) seasons. Yeah, I don't know. We'll come up with a cool name for it. Because another thing I'm probably going to want is the, well, I'm going to want the first one, but volume two of The Time War is coming out in March of 2020. Yeah. Because, boy, when they first dropped the idea of The Time War, um, when the series returned, I was like, okay, everybody stop. I need to know all about this right now. Yeah. What seriously. Happened? And obviously we never got it. So, but now we're getting it from big finish. Well, good. Uh, yeah. Very good. So there is oh, all sorts of goodness going on. Plus we get some Romana on it. So it's, it's yes. Also very Lala good. Ward and audio. I'm very okay with that. <clears throat> Absolutely. But not only that, but coming September 2019 in time for me to turn 43. Not ready to think <laughs> about that yet. Um, Billy Piper is reprising her role as Rose Tyler for a new Doctor Who audio spinoff. And she is bringing along her family and friends. It is called Rose Tyler, the Dimension Cannon. Oh, man. Now, if that wasn't a name that just screams bonkers Doctor Who, because I'm, expe- I'm expecting a cannon that she actually shoots dimensions out of it. Ooh. And because it, it's canon with two ends. It's not the dimension canon. Right. Right. The dimension so. canon. <clears throat> yes. Uh, or or the fan version, the dimension head canon. Oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, boy, there is all sorts of stuff. Our poor friend. Our poor <sighs> friend, Mike. I know. <laughs> I just, I, I, I want somebody to you know, draw a picture of poor Mike, you know, desperately trying to claw his way out of, um, you know, a giant pile of, of big finish CDs. Or just like, yeah, like for some reason on the phone being like, yes, I would like to order three more one terabyte hard drives. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why I imagined him calling someone to order them. Um, I don't know. Was it a rotary dial phone? Sure. Okay. It is now. It is now. Mm -hmm. Because nothing screams anachronisms like rotary dial phones and terabyte hard drives. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, since we already talked about uh, Amazon's little blunder there. Yep. Um, John, you remember last year for my birthday, my brother picked me up a copy of a 19, I think 86 era Doctor Who role playing game. I do recall this. Yes. Um, which I still would love to sit down maybe with like Peter and Anna and, um, figure out how to play it because frankly, most role playing games, it's way too much math for me. Yeah. I'm like, I got to roll to figure out this. I got to roll it. I'm like, can't I just make it up? Um, I know. There's people out there rolling my eyes, their <laughs> eyes at me. But that's okay. That's okay. Well, there is actually a a 
uh, more modern Doctor Who role-playing game that I, I personally only recently became aware of. But did you know that um, there is a soon-to-be-released actual play RPG podcast, The Game of Rassilon, which if you've ever been to Gallifrey One, you've probably heard this name bandied about. Um, they are actually uh, uh, Ben Padden, Paddock. Oh, shoot. I didn't look it up. Um, he's the one kind of in charge of this whole uh, game when it happens at uh, Gallifrey One. He is releasing this actual play podcast. So um, if you enjoy podcasts, if you're looking for another one to listen to, check out the link in the show notes and you can sign up to be notified when their uh, show uh, debuts. I've gone ahead and done it because Lord knows I need another podcast to listen to. Um, and I'm going to check that out. Yeah, that should be pretty cool. It sounds and, very great. Yeah. And quite frankly, I would not be surprised if uh, Riley Silverman uh, appears on this show because she has definitely gotten into quite a bit of uh, uh, RPG yes. stuff of late. I follow quite a bit of that both on Twitter and Facebook. So that's uh, um, uh, definitely a resource. Yeah. Nothing else. I think she would be great on that. Perfect. Taylor, we got, yeah. we got one more thing we before do. we have one more thing. This is, uh, we... I guess, breaking news, right? Uh, it dropped today, that's for sure. Yeah, so breaking today, um, BBC America released a promo picture uh, of the Doctor for the New Year's special. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, scarves are cool. The Doctor scarves bundles cool. up in a new photo from hashtag Doctor Who New Year special premiering January 1st on BBC America. Um we got uh, some uh, some new digs, kind of. We have a different colored jacket, that's for sure. And that scarf. And that rainbow scarf is I know. amazing. I um, want it. I th- it. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's fair to say that, that many of us are hoping that that uh, drops to the world before Christmas. Oof, I don't think it will. I'm gonna. I, I might do some research after we go off the air because you know the cosplay community is looking for it. Oh, I'm sure. And if they've found it, I might just have to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. It's it very cold in LA. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's very. It's it's a neat little uh, little look. I also love that we get. Um, the tannish colored jacket, unless BBC's fooling us again with their picture. No, who knows? They could have applied a filter to it. Could you imagine if they did that again? I want, how is no one, they've never talked about that. I would love to know. That would be a great behind the scenes thing. Like the, the jacket was tan, but no, it wasn't tan. It was blue. What? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, the the costume designer, yeah, uh, Ray Holman. He's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Could always could always ping him. Hey, is that is this is this coat blue as well? <laughs> you know, or just be hey, what you know? Nobody's really talked about this since it happened. But uh, what was up with that? Is it just the lighting? Was up with that? Well, very lastly tonight, we would like to wish a very happy belated fifty fifth birthday to Doctor Who itself who celebrated 
its birthday last Friday. Yes, happy birthday to Yay. our favorite show. Indeed. <clears throat> All right, Taylor, main event time this week. We watched The Witchfinder starring Jode Whitaker as the Doctor, Mandeep Gill as Yasmin Khan, Tossin Cole as Ryan Sinclair, Bradley Walsh as Graham O'Brien, up oh boy, uh, Siobhan? Siobhan? Siobhan. Yeah. That is that is a unique spelling of Siobhan. No, it's Irish. Yeah. Finnerin as mm-hmm. Becca Savage. What a name. Slash the Morax Queen. And the delightful Alan Cumming as King James the First. Indeed. It was written by Joy Wilkinson and directed by Sally Abrahamian. And it first aired November twenty-fifth, two thousand and eighteen, and is the eighth story of season eleven. And we've got some uh, story notes. Indeed we do. So, <clears throat> pardon me as I work on my cough today. Um, this is only the second Doctor Who story ever to be both written and directed by women. Hey! The other story was 1983's Enlightenment. Oh. Fifth Doctor story. All right. It's been a while. Now, yeah. granted... As I was reading TARDIS Wiki, I'm like, wait, no, no, this isn't right. Why aren't you guys talking about... No. TARDIS Wiki noted today that this is actually the first time the writer, director, and doctor are all female. There you go. Good stuff. I'll I'll work with that. Yes. So, last week I talked about how I love kind of watching these little behind-the-scenes things that uh bbc drops after an episode's aired mm-hmm. um apparently the production of this episode was absolutely plagued by weather in really strange weather too like it was sunny one day and then the next day it was snowing so much that they actually had to reshoot a bunch of scenes sounds like the work of satan i was going to say climate change but it could be oh. that too yes climate um, change a agent of of Satan. Could it be Satan? Maybe maybe that has to be our our alternate title. <laughs> I think I think it has to be. I think it beats Ed. You gotta admit though, what the ducking heck is going on is a pretty good one. Oh yes. That but is great. I, th- I think could it be Satan? Yes. Is gonna win out because yeah, we are fans of nineties uh SNL apparently. If this um if my Photoshop skills were were any better, I would put um, Alan Cumming next to uh, Dana Carvey <laughs> as the picture. <laughs> yep, that's Goodness. gonna that's gonna be our next um, our our buddy cop adventure. Yes. Dana Carvey as the church lady and King James the First going to battle Satan. <laughs> yeah, I would watch. I would. <laughs> Speaking of King James I, the Doctor previously met him in her first incarnation. Granted, that was in a story, not in a TV show. Yeah. And obviously, we see uh, with the ducking, ducking, I I swear they were saying dunking. I mean, I couldn't tell. Look, I mean, granted, I watched, you know, both the scene in the beginning and the scene later on where they, they duck the Doctor and I'm like, I'm all I can hear in my head is scenes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> um, but she uses her respiratory bypass system, obviously, and some cool skills she learned from Houdini. Now, obviously, 
the Doctor has used that before, most notably in Pyramids of Mars. Yes. Which is one of a, one of our favorite stories, or at least one of my favorite stories. It's good. I like it. <laughs> Disco sarcophagus. Yes. The best. Yes. Okay, Taylor, you got a world-famous synopsis for us. All right. And I just have to warn the listeners that um, my synopsis is supposed to be read this evening in an Alex Jones type voice, which I'm going to do my best to attempt. <laughs> um, it's either going to wreck my voice and you're going to hear me crunching on cough drops for the rest of the episode. Um, um, or it's going to sound awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know, there, there, there's something in the mud. The, the government is poisoning the mud and King James knows about it. The landowners know about it. And, and you know, they are, they're trying to push their wish finder agenda to clear out the villages and create their one more ex government. And that's where my colloidal silver supplement comes in. You can get your own free 30 day supply and rid Satan from your life. That was perfect. Drop the mic, walk away, turn the frogs game. Let's go. Uh, I'll just read my notes. You can just take it easy for the rest okay, of the episode. Let me have some water real quick. Okay. Uh, I, I think the only thing that was missing was um, just some Bohemian Grove uh, references. Yeah, that's um, true. I, sh- I should have put something like that in. Well, for oh, another time. That's fine. That's fine. It, it's it's They're down at Bohemian Grove. You know? <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to get a cough drop here in a second if I'm not careful. Okay, Taylor, let's take it from the top. I, wa- I want to, spoiler alert, I absolutely oh. loved this episode. This was a really, really fun, enjoyable episode for me. Oh, yeah. I really loved it. And and the more I thought about it, the more I enjoyed about it. Yeah, it was, Um, I mean, I just finished my, my second rewatch or my second my second viewing before uh before we started recording here and man just so good so so good i mean this season had a small dip in the middle but man it's been pretty solid so far yeah it really has and and i i i think um I don't know. I mean, you know, people always talk about what what makes a good Doctor Who story and that's going to be different for everyone. That that's Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um but I I think this is a really good example of what can make a really good Doctor Who story because you know, we've got some actual serious themes. We've got the themes of prejudice and and yes. and um, you know, the witch trials and this, the kind of uh, uh, subjugation of women and stuff throughout this, this period in history. Um, and, and we have the doctor facing it for the first time. Um, and, but at the same time, we've, we've got some humor. We've got something scary. Um, we've got some science fiction elements to it. We, we've got Alan Cumming. The delightful Alan Cumming. In, 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 in this fantastically like just over the top enough not way over the top you know but just enough like just the way he talks about satan and 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 yes his his affectations to this to his accent that he uses here is just hilarious i love it so much it is uh, probably one of my this his performance as king james could be possibly one of my favorite guest appearances on Doctor Who ever. I I 
I think you are spot on with that, and I would wholeheartedly agree. He was, man, just so good. I mean, we'll get yeah. to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, but man, let's uh, let's start with some uh, some story and some structure, shall we? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, uh, my first note is we're four minutes in, and yet again, no win. <laughs> <laughs> right, this poor old I, I woman. Didn't... Just drowning. I didn't. Right. Well, yeah. And I didn't catch it the first time through watching it on TV again. Seeing it a second time, having headphones in, there just seems to be so much more that I catch. I didn't realize they were trying to get to the coronation of Elizabeth first. Oh, I must have missed that both times I was watching. It was literally right in the very beginning. And, and, uh, the doctor was just talking about the, you know, the TARDIS is just acting really funny. And no, the TARDIS is taking you where you need to be. Yeah. You know, as we, always, we know that. that's what that's what she does. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I already said, you know, these episodes just keep getting better. I think the thing I loved about it is we get that it felt like one of those. Well, it didn't feel like it was one of those episodes where it was a historical episode. But we yes. find out why we never hear about this certain moment in history in the history books. Yes. Which is my I, favorite I, Doctor Who thing. Right. I love it. And I love that this is one of those things where, you know, you can concoct, you know, a, a fictional town uh, or a fictional village and, um, you know, actually come at it from two different directions. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure had the, the doctor and, and team TARDIS not intervened. Um, yes, the entire village would have been wiped off the map. And more. Um, yeah. And, and and then with them intervening, you know, the villagers live and then King James goes, you know, we're just going to cover this up. See, that's what I'm saying. King James <laughs> is covering. Oh, no, sorry. God dang it. I just I got to quit this. I got to yeah. quit this. Um, but basically, it's like, we're never going to speak of this. In fact, we will wipe the name Vilehurst Crag. Well, there you go. That's why you don't hear about yeah. it. Yeah. It's that's, a, that's why Graham didn't hear about it on some sort of walking tour where apparently, yes. apparently this, this Pendle Hill is really recognizable. Yeah, apparently so. He's like, oh, look, there's Pendle Hill. I know where we are. We're in Lancashire. <laughs> I mean, all right. Uh, sure. <laughs> I think uh, the other thing that kind of um, it was reminiscent of was for me was the Shakespeare episode kind, kind of. But I mean, mm -hmm. at least the lost play is at least actually a thing yes um but it, i don't know it seemed very reminiscent of that like a historical story with doctor who twist because aliens yes, or something exactly. else yes a historical with fantastical elements yes absolutely um another great twist in this mm -hmm. um and then an amazing an amazing ending in all caps because i've been so sour on how every episode has ended but this to me felt like you know all of those ep ep classic episodes we watch where the story just ends but it's yes. kind of funny that's what i got from this where did they go <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> he still just doesn't get it that yes you know what now that you mentioned that that is a very kind of classic doctor who ending yeah and i love the story that. it is i love that um yeah man just uh great overall oh totally I, I mean i love i love that our b characters are complex and conflicted yes um 
you know, obviously this is totally a story where, where people will double down instead of admit that they're wrong. Oh my God. Yeah. At every turn. And exactly. And, and obviously those, those are the kinds of themes that we still see being played out in our world today. Yeah. Um, I love how there's, there's mystery, there's suspense, there's terror. All in yes. this episode. Um, it had everything. It, oh, it did. I mean, I love the fact that we finally just have an alien baddie who is defeated in the end. Instead yes. Of, oh, it's another misunderstood human. Yeah, it's an actual you know, baddie that needs to be defeated. I think the only thing I get hung up on, and I've gotten hung up on this on other points in the season, is that no one is freaked out by their odd clothing. Yeah, man. What is what is that about? We get a little comment from from King James, and that that's it. Yeah. No, oh, no, oh, when he no says. Sorry, when Go he ahead. says they no, are, uh, what does he say? That they are they uh, are they um, actors? Yes. Are you are you thespians? <laughs> Love it. That was great. Yes. That was very yes. good. <clears throat> oh man, this um, I, for whatever reason it didn't click with me at first, but this is this is the same King James who came up with the King James Bible. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's that all they can. It's it? all they can sense now. <laughs> well, all right, there you go. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, very yeah, interesting. It sure is. That makes so much sense. So <laughs> let's get to uh, once again one of my favorite parts of pretty much any any story we've had this this season is the music. Yes. And I was having a field day with this music. It was amazing. It was so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it really was. And I and I just have to say, I mean, if you have, <clears throat> I think, about 20 minutes, go and check out friend of the show, Paul Verhoeven's podcast, The Doctor Is In, mm-hmm. because this week he actually has an interview with Sigun Akinola. Ooh. <clears throat> Sorry. Clearly the cough drop's having an effect on my ability to speak. <laughs> Um, and it, and it's really neat to hear him talk about uh, his craft and coming up with uh, all of this stuff. Totally worth the listen. Oh, and apparently, Kobe's computer has turned up really loud. <laughs> That's fine. Welcome to Windows. Yes, um, I haven't heard speaking, that noise in ages. <laughs> I know, right? Well, speaking of music, that apparently comes out of nowhere sometimes. Hey, <laughs> um got a whole lot of strings oh my goodness in this one string heavy music yes oh man i loved it it was great Mm -hmm. um i mean especially when um they are running through the woods after um i called them the not mud for a while until we (laughs) got their real name i I actually really liked the not mud i thought that was uh a pretty cool name but you know Whatever. Yeah, the music, so heavy strings. Um, also, when they're trying to drown the Doctor, those are two of my favorite pieces. Yeah, uh, and man. The, the music at that point, <clears throat> I mean, we, we've talked in the past about how some of Murray Gold's music would overwhelm the dialogue. Yes. And I feel like for the first time, like it jumped out at me. We were getting this music overwhelming the dialogue in this part of the story yeah um 
was that intentional? Was that an error in the mix? I don't know. Um, I think it definitely added to the the kind of ramped up tension of that moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I also I love the piece of music uh, when they defeat the Morax King and kind of reactivate that security system. Yes. That was a great piece right there. Oh, so many good scenes that were just enhanced uh, by the music, by the score. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, man, I loved it. <laughs> I just absolutely <laughs> loved it. I'm I'm probably gonna buy this soundtrack when it uh when it comes out for sure. Oh, agreed. And and I've never actually felt this way about a a score from a season of Doctor Who. I haven't bought any of the previous. Like I'll pick up like one song here yeah. and there, but I haven't bought like the entire. Like I w- I want the entire score to season eleven. It's that good. Yeah, and that's absolutely crazy considering we we had Murray Gold for years and all oh, yeah. of his you know uh classic music. And and there there is some great stuff that he did. Doomsday. Yes. Uh the whole I am the doctor piece. I mean, I love those. I love those so much. Yeah. Um do I want every last thing from every last episode? No. I like those a lot. Yeah. You know, but this, I'm, I've rarely come across a season where I have loved the music this much. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just, uh, it's just very good. And man, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I think that like, honestly, near perfect. This might be my favorite episode of the entire season. I mean, I, I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, I've, I've heard that from a few people already. And it, I would definitely put it way up there. I, I would say at least top three, possibly top two. Yeah, I, I mean, I, kinda, I'm, I just, I also don't want to judge until we've gotten through the whole season. So I'm going like, mm, oh, absolutely. Who knows? They, bets, right? Yeah, they could hit us with something real hard here coming up. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We will see. Uh, let's get into the look and the feel. Mm-hmm. Lots I, of great spooky camera work in this you know, naked forest and drab colors. Yeah. There was, um, some really cool, uh, shots of that old dead tree. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I mean, not a lot, but a decent amount of silhouettes, which I really enjoy. Uh, I'd also say the, the close up of, of the doctor's eyes and, uh, King James's eyes. Uh, that was a great scene. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, I, I just have a note. It's still very good. It never, it never stops being bad. It never is bad is what I meant. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I kind of love <clears throat> when they're fleeing the, I mean, I just call them mud zombies. Um, <laughs> when they, when they were running away from them, uh, uh, when they first kind of encounter them, um, there's like this overhead shot, you know, and you're looking down kind of on just on this barren forest and some mist and stuff as they're fleeing. I'm, I love shots like that. Um, you know, if if there's anything that the BBC knows how to do well, it's um, a costume period piece. And so the costuming in this episode is amazing. Yes. <clears throat> I also, I love the look of our, um, our, our not mud, our, our zombies, whatever you want to call them. And when I was watching it last night, I was like, oh man, I am slightly reminded of the Hamivores from Curse of Fenric. Oh yeah. Totally different types of creatures yeah 
you know, but just the look, I was kind of like, man, I'm totally getting a vibe off him. And then I see like a whole slew of people on Twitter going, Hey, did anyone else feel reminded? I'm like, yep. I'm right <laughs> with you guys. Good job. Glad it wasn't just me. Yeah. I mean, man, yeah. Camera work. What else? Costume. Oh, jeez. I mean, I, I'm trying to avoid talking about Alan Cumming, but it's it's really hard. Uh, he would probably appreciate knowing that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would sincerely hope so. The costume design, um, I'd say it was overall pretty good, but man, uh, I love the mask King James was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I also just loved his costume in general. I thought it looked really cool. Oh, yeah. it, it The detail. I mean, and some of the stuff that I see... Um, you know, from people from, you know, who work behind the scenes on stuff like this, just some of the details that they put into this stuff that you don't even really see all of it Yeah, on camera. You know, it's a small piece that's, that's crafted for the outfit. And it's like, oh, it's like you kind of see it in the background in this one scene, but it still adds to the overall completeness of the costume. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing the effort that they are putting into everything this season. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, another high point for me were the special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, all and any of the mud effects were awesome. I really liked them a lot. The screaming mud yeah. was amazing. Um, yeah, just anything the mud did was great. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I love the little tendrils as as they came out of the ground and everything. Yes. Um, the big one was, um, you know, impressive to the point of like, um, it, it, it's almost like something you would expect to see out of an anime. Obviously, giant tentacles, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it again, it was really well done. I mean, I even loved some of the little stuff, like when she's um, like running the Sonic over... Uh, uh, the 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 ducking. Oh yes, tree, right? the, the part of the tree that was chopped down. The little pulsy, apparently. Kind of thing. Yeah, and and you see this little kind of like green circuity glow kind of through the the bark. Yeah, you know, just little very stuff like that. cool. It's just so well done. Absolutely, like super cool stuff. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, I liked the. I don't know what you would call it, but I just have um R I P Alfonso. Oh yes. Um, and the like the, uh, I don't know what to call it. Like the wind effect. Yeah, sonic blast. Yeah, it's like a sonic blast. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, I really liked that. I thought that was super cool. Um, let me put one thing to uh, set design. Um, is, is um, when they're in uh Willa's place. Yes. Uh, Why well, maybe it's her grandmother's place, but it's her place now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, grandma's dead. Um, just all the great little details in there. Yeah, I mean, man. You could just pause and look at like every little thing on a shelf or on a table or in the background or hanging somewhere. It's a very full scene. Yeah. And all those little bits help to make that feel like a properly lived in used space. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did a very good job. Yeah. Did a very good job with that. Um, I mean, not really sets, but I like the look of the lake. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, the it was just it was very foggy and uh, like kind of not it didn't have bright colors in it. Oh, yeah. No, lots of like, gray the, the bright, and dark tones. 
any sort of bright colors were very minimally used. And the tree, quote-unquote, it just looked very Mm -hmm. cool. I really, really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I I still think it's hilarious that she wanted it cut down because it ruined her view. That's that's such a modern-day kind of concept. Oh, yeah. You know, let's destroy this piece of nature because I'm trying to see that piece of nature past it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's... Yeah, that sounds about loved right. It. Loved it. Hoy. I mean, I don't love when people do that. Right, 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 right. But yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to some characters here. I guess let's um, let's start off with the doctor. She loves apple bobbing. Yes, she does. I'm down with that. I am also down with that. Um, I I mean uh, another great back and forth with our uh, basically villain. Uh, with mm-hmm. her, with her in uh, in King James, the the evil slash heroic speech was so good. Oh, um, God, this this seriously, like that that whole scene where she is trying to like sway him. Yeah, you know, obviously, ultimately doesn't. I, this has got to be some of Jody's best work. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, very good. Yeah, I mean, just the, the emotion she's putting forth the. The, the the sternness, the fact, you know, she just, she has seen so much and she's experienced so much. And he's like, I want to know the wonders of the universe. And, and she's just like, you have no idea what's out there, but you can't yeah. be in the person that you are right now. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, it, she's got this excellent reasoning for everything. And then like, oh, well, it's because you're a witch. <laughs> and we have to arrest you now. And it's like, oh my God, seriously. Yeah. It's man, it's it's something. Oh, totally. Yeah. And and her line, if I was still a bloke. Yes. That sums up so so much. I'm like, I expect to see that as a ribbon. Oh yeah. At Galley. Absolutely. I expect that. Please. Please, yes, please do that for us. I would, I would, lo- <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Oh, um, I've already got mine ordered, so I'm not making it anymore. Oh no, I yeah, I, ah, man, I got to get on that for sure. Um, I, I mean, another another thing with the doctor, I actually do have it in um my miscellaneous, but I will mm-hmm. just bring it into just how mad she gets at King James and just how sarcastic she is. I absolutely yes. loved that, and the reason is because the uh, of the psychic paper ge- gag. Oh, that yeah. was so good because I mean I think some of us forget that the psychic paper shows the person what they you know what they want to see, right? Not what the doctor wants them. To no, see. no, no, not what the doctor wants them to see. Like the doctor doesn't know what's going on. Uh, she just shows it to them, and they go. Oh, you're a person of authority because you're talking to me in an authoritative manner. Mm-hmm. So this is the highest form of authority, and oh, of course you're good to go. Um, and also, is am I to believe that the psychic paper takes the form of something else, or is it just like written on there? Um, I I've never known it explained that it you know it suddenly appears like a you know a scroll or a, or parchment, a parchment or yeah. something in this in a, in this case it literally just would have written on there yeah Hmm. what they're kind of projecting to see right i can't remember if that was but anyway if it is i missed it he uh obviously uh thinks that she is the assistant not the the person in charge because yeah well yeah 
So I thought that was a very funny gag, and I loved how she um, was just so sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I honestly, I feel like, and I'm, I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to step on toes when I say this, because um, frankly, I'm just a white guy saying this, but I, I feel like this was actually a remarkably femi- feminist episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we we do finally get to see kind of issues with her gender addressed. Um, and I'm I'm actually kind of glad that it's taken this long. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it wasn't like the first episode of the season. Right. Um, or anything like that. <clears throat> um, I also do love the fact with the doctor, you know, she's again stressing it's important not to mess with history. And then as she runs off shouting, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't... Do you have any notes for Yaz? I feel like I never have any notes for Yaz. It's a, I don't dislike Yaz. I just never... She's great. She's doing a good job. I have nothing against Yaz. I just feel like I never have any notes. Um, I, I don't really have a ton of notes in terms of, like, um, you know, her her evolution as, as, as a character, as a person. I, I don't think we really got a lot out of any of them. Mm-hmm. for that this time around um i do like i mean she does have that classic you know look up and shake the head when someone's dead yes you know um i i do like that that the doctor trusts her enough to just kind of like wander off and go take care of something even though they're in the past and it's kind of dangerous right now yes um and i think one of my favorite moments for her was right toward the end where she is just sick and tired of king james prattling on yes you know, oh, it must be the really mate. Shut up. You know, it's just get over it. It's aliens. It's not Satan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, the, <laughs> I like it. Mm. I think it's funny. Yeah, oh, man. Um, I don't even have an, I have no notes for, I, I mean, just for Graham, I have this hat. That's the only yes. thing I have. Is oh, the I just, hat I'd, I'd be happy to see him wear the hat all the time. I liked it. It was it was ridiculous. Just when he gave it to him and then he put it on. But then when he was walking through the woods, I think mm-hmm. I actually had a grasp of how ginormous this hat was. It is a very big hat. It's so big. Yes. It's insane. Um, it is. It is. I mean, for Ryan. Oh, hold on. I've got a couple more. Oh, yeah, more I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, they're 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 minor things, but he still has the, um, these kind of like great straight man lines where you know the the doctor explains you know something about the aliens and and the, um, the tree being like you know the the lock on the security system. He's like, oh well, it's obviously when you put it like that. <laughs> um, and then the whole Tarantino gag at the very end. Yes, the Tarantino. Was, I actually have that in my miscellaneous. Yes, that was okay. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. But yes, let's talk Ryan because I think I think Ryan played a very special role in this episode. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Um, oh man, um, I loved just King James just blatantly hitting on him. Yes, throughout this Toad's entire fan. yes. Throughout this entire uh, episode, and I also love when he t- like he he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell King James like the story of my life and how sad it is." And King James is like, "Well, hold my beer," <laughs> and <laughs> then much. he goes, "Okay, that's worse." 
which is just and then after he says okay that's worse he just keeps going Mm -hmm. which was just like oh no stop he's already dead um yeah goodness um yeah so that's that's pretty much all i have for for uh for ryan as well i did like him taking charge at the end when um to save king james you know where he's like yep i'm in this give me that fire i'm gonna Get these mud tentacles out of the way here. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, he he does he does kind of take on that protector role. Yes, um, if if even just a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's hilarious that that King James is like, oh, uh, uh, who is this young nubile prince? Oh, what's your specialty? Torture? And I'm like, okay, did yes. we just kind of go in a really kind of kinky direction? Oh my goodness. For a Oh man! Um, oh man! But I, I, I actually, I really love. I think, I think it's actually super sweet that one. Obviously, Ryan just just rolls with this. He he doesn't get uppity. He doesn't try to be all like macho. Oh yeah, and be like I don't do that, you know, or anything like that. It, he just he just rolls with. It. He takes it as it is. I mean, and and when we get to the end, he actually lets him down really easy. Yeah, and but I, I mean, also besides rolling with it, he also actually kind of uses it to his advantage in some points. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, I think him pleading with uh, King James to let the doctor up, I think that went a great deal. Yes. I uh, Yes, I agree. I agree, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, um, yes. I'll just go there. Um, <laughs> let's go with... Uh, man, I just want to save King James for the last... Just All right. Let's go with Willa. Okay. Um, I don't really have. I thought. I thought she was fine. Um, I thought. I mean, I. I get the um, portrayal we're trying to do here. The person who is scared may not always be telling uh, the exact truth or what they they think. Like if you scare what? people enough, that they'll do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of that that you know you, you want to stand up you want to be strong but at the same time um people are dying yeah because of this your grandmother just died yeah. because of this and there is that that peer pressure and maybe peer pressure is not the right word i mean there's obviously the uh, almost bullying pressure um to go along with whatever you know narrative the big baddie people are pushing yes um the the whatever narrative the government is pushing <laughs> sorry sorry that came back i don't know what's going on over here um but you know she she does obviously come through in the end and you know she goes to fight the morax uh she goes to help um you know it it, it if if there is a character who who has almost a full arc uh in the story it's her yeah Absolutely. Um, and then, and then at the best, I mean, at the very end, she's like, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go move off somewhere, take all my grandma's herbs, and become a healer, be a doctor." And I'm like, "Oh, nice." <laughs> yes, that was a very nice. good. That was a great was wrap perfect. up. Yes, I really liked that a lot. I thought that was yeah. that was very cool. Um, Becca Savage. Yeah, that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? But just a bit. Although I, Becca just doesn't seem like. A very period name no and i i maybe i'm way wrong i mean maybe there were becca's back in the day maybe but you know that's i don't know me being nitpicky but 
it, you know, she is one of those people who totally wants to purge everything. Yes. Because she's infected with that same thing. It's, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's like it parallels um, anyone who, who like targets others because they actually feel the same way, but they just can't accept themselves. Absolutely. You know, and, and there's, there's plenty of modern examples about that. Yes. Um, and I, and I love that we don't find that out until way late in the episode. Cause it really, I didn't quite see it coming. Um, yeah, but, but once we know that she's basically got that mark, which, you know, I'm sure she sees as a witch's mark. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Back, yeah. Yeah. She wants the grandma um, to cut her leg off. Yeah. Holy moly. I mean, that's like walking dead level, you know, kind of. Oh yeah. Stuff. But it, it makes the, the, the scene earlier in the episode where, um, King James pulls out the pricker, which frankly had a bit of a laugh. Yes. The name. And him. And anyway, but her reaction when he's, when he goes, he goes, do you have one? Cause he was just talking about using it to, uh, poke witches marks because I think they're not supposed to bleed. Right. Yeah. They are not supposed to bleed. Right. And he goes, you know, do you have one meaning the pricker? But of course she's got quote unquote, a witch's mark and you kind of see a little bit of a reaction on her. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just, that's, I love that kind of subtlety. Um, and again, that, that pricker is, is again, one of those props that they put a crap ton of detail oh, yeah. into. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm watching these guys on Twitter just being like, oh, yeah, we did this and this and this and this. And the way he's holding it, you don't even see this thing on the other side that we did that was really cool. I'm like, man, I'm just impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then lastly, I mean, for me, when it comes to Becca, um, the moment that mud leaks out of her eyes, I'm like, that is such an X-Files moment. Oh, and that was, that was also a very good effect as well. Yes. Yes, that is yeah, definitely an, an X-Files effect going on there. That's like just the, the whole black goo thing from that show. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. All right, let's get, let's get to, to the fantastic... Hey, the main man, yes. Uh, Top tier greatness in Alan Cumming. Uh, yeah. He is so good. I mean, just overall as an actor, mm-hmm. this was, oh, man, I, I loved this. I absolutely loved it. Um, I will say this setup of this character was just so great. I love that he's like this masked, spooky figure who just turns into this like wacky guy who just blames everything on satan uh yes it's just so good i am satan's greatest foe yes his greatest (laughs) foe (laughs) um and i also just love his his uh crippling crush on ryan yes and i love that he also really hopes ryan is into torture yeah i was like geez okay there's man's got some issues what can i say oh yeah i mean just everything you know, when it's consensual, it's all good, whatever. Yes. But, you know, when he's like, is that what you're into? It's like, whoa. <laughs> Hang on, buddy. <laughs> um, I mean, just everything about the way he portrayed this character was just amazing. It's just... Oh, yeah. And and I think, you, I think you'd agree. I mean, watching his performance, I mean, it literally is even better the second time around. Oh, absolutely. 
you know, you can kind of really take in the nuance. I mean, I, I love it that he, it actually really bothers him that the doctor is pissed off at him. Yes. Yes. You know, they at get the to end. The end yeah. He's like, he's like, Ryan, I know she's not, still doesn't want to talk to me. Can you get through to her? Yeah. That, that's also, that's great. It's very totally. great. Yeah. It's good stuff. And man, uh, I, I mean, bring him back somehow. I don't know. Just do oh, it. I would love that. Is there another story that. we could tell with with him? Oh, please! All 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 the times that somebody's tried to kill him and the gunpowder plot and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's a way to bring him back. Oh yeah, I mean, I hope so. Uh, I I I think the only thing that would have made his appearance in this episode even better is if he didn't actually spoil it in a radio interview ages ago. Oh, he did spoil like, who he was playing. He did. Uh, he 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 had a radio interview some time ago, and it was like, "Oh yes," and I've gotten a part on on Doctor Who, and um, I'm probably not supposed to talk about that. Oh, <clears throat> uh, if, if it had been a complete surprise, yeah, it just you, same as like you know the Manassi and Cybermen or, or John Sim coming back. If it had been a one hundred percent kept been under wraps, yeah, surprise. I mean, it would have just, I think, knocked our socks off that much more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that said, it, you know, knowing that he was going to be in this episode doesn't diminish a thing. He was a delight. And there were points where I was watching it this afternoon at lunch and just about cackling yes. uh, in my office at some of the stuff he was doing. It was great. Yeah, it was, man just uh yeah this is my, i think my favorite episode yeah of the season absolutely just everyone did a fantastic job it um, really really is a good episode i'm trying to think if there's uh anything else i have do, do you have any other like miscellaneous notes you got anything um just a couple thing i mean i i actually you know um when it comes to the morax i was actually kind of impressed by the whole prison idea yes that's the that was, concept yes that was very of it cool. was kind of neat um i um i actually rather like the sonic gets minimal usage yes that was also in the great. episode um uh, i think that really let some of the other elements of the story play up and be stronger mm-hmm. um and and conversely i didn't love that it was a a tardis light yeah episode i mean i don't i don't i don't think we really needed it a whole lot it would have been nice to see it at the beginning yeah you I know think so too. I, honestly we were getting toward the end i'm like seriously this is going to be like a, a no tardis oh there it is yeah okay cool <laughs> you know um and and then i guess lastly just you know duck you bbc america for not giving us the trailer for next time again yeah i mean i uh, on uh amazon they had it well yes but on also on Amazon, you didn't get commercials. Yes, very true, very true. Um, you know, and and I get it. I mean, maybe BBC America is dropping it so they don't have to edit as much episode out. Yeah, fifteen seconds or whatever. But still, it's it's getting annoying. I'm not happy with how BBC America handles these episodes. Yeah, they're uh, they don't do. Yeah, I agree. But at the, at the same time, I'm I'm not willing to drop the money on a full season on amazon i'm like i can always go back and watch it eventually but well it was at one point 2.99 for the full season yeah well i should have jumped on it then yeah i i 
hit the i was like oh i want to do this and then i hit the button and it's like you bought it and i went wait a minute (laughs) i'm like oh well that's fine like it was just like a one click buy oh yeah which is fine because it was three dollars and i get all the episodes in hd for three dollars so yeah i i yeah in hindsight i really should have jumped on that because it's a lot closer to 30 for the whole season i'm like yeah no i'll stick with bbc america for now yeah oh well yeah uh Let's go to this uh, behind the couch scale. Yeah, I, for for my kids specifically. I mean, everybody's going to be different, but I I would honestly wait about a year. Wait until they're eight, almost eight and a half. I mean, the mud zombies, Becca's transformation in the Morax Queen, uh, stuff like that. Um, it, it's probably just a little too scary. Um, even if it later turns out, oh, it's just aliens, you know that kind of thing. I, I think just the look of them is just a little too much for them at this age right now yeah i i would 100 this would scare me as a as a kid for sure yeah but yeah. i mean obviously i don't think at <clears throat> at seven years old you know they're gonna pick up on the the nuanced bit of story you know they're not gonna pick up on you know how hilarious alan cummings portrayal of king james is yeah you know um, and if they do awesome, you know, but, uh, you know, looking at the stuff that would kind of freak them out, I'm kind of like, mm, push this off maybe a year, you know? Yeah. They're, they're okay being scared by some things. I think this might be a little much. All right. There you go. Yep. yep. So, I mean, we know where I stand. We know where you stand. Where do you guys yeah. stand? Let us, let us know how much you enjoyed this episode or how, how much you did not enjoy this episode. You know what? You know, somebody has already actually let us know oh. what they thought um, uh, for the fine folks over at the Flopcast. Yes. Yeah. Let me bring this up real quick because uh, uh, she says, I really like how they avoided tropes in Ryan's reaction to the king's affection. He wasn't hilariously obvious, nor did he act all macho. He accepted it for what it was, treated him with respect, and ultimately, like I was saying, let him down gently. Yes. So thank you for that feedback. And folks, check out the Flopcast. Yes, definitely check out the Flopcast. I understand that they will also be at Gallifrey One. I said, we got to hang out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I, I love that it it, it only took uh, took us, um, how, well, I mean, I've been going a lot longer than you have. But to make yeah. it, t- t- it took a, a long time to make new friends, but we did it. <laughs> We're here. Definitely. And uh, we are excited for Gallifrey. So excited. But let's talk about next time. Indeed. We're going to be uh, watching It Takes You Away. Um, I don't get this joke, Taylor. Sponsored by Calgon? I don't get it. <clears throat> oh, man. Am I that old? No. Calgon, Calgon was a shampoo um, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and there would always be some frazzled lady who would find that the the thing to solve her stressful day would be to go take a shower and wash her hair with Calgon. And she'd be like, Calgon, take me away. <laughs> well, all right, then. There yep, you go. I'm old. I don't, I mean, no, you're fine. Don't worry about all it. All right. Anyway, uh, it, it takes you away, uh, starring all of our regulars, written by Joy Wilkinson and directed by uh, Jamie Childs. So uh, what do we got? Two left? Oh, boy. Yeah, two left. Oh, boy. Goodness. Well, until then, 
You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter uh, at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. And also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. The future of time and space is female, and you can purchase that shirt. The original shirt, dare I say, and I don't dare because I know it's true, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely is true. N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com. Go pick up one of those. Go pick up a podcastic shirt and patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Support us. Uh, this isn't free, but also just by listening, you're uh, you're supporting us. So either way is fine. Uh, the Y-axes, they do our music. They've always been great to us. So let us in turn be great to them. Twitter.com slash the Y-axes, Facebook.com slash the Y-axes, uh, the com. They, like us, are also on Spotify and they are touring. Go see them live. They're great. Uh, they also have some new music coming out. And some new music that is also just currently out. And that is it for us this week on Podcastica, episode 142. And we will see you guys next week. See ya. Can you still hear me? I can. Okay, I turned down one more thing just in case. Turn down for what? Hey.